you know, I get bored of religious people, quite honestly, or people trying to be super spiritual. I'm like, yeah, but, it, you know, what you believe, is it real? And, and hey, it's only real if we're living it out to the point of, and I like how you say you, you trust it because uh, one of the reasons why I trust the Bible is because of the prophecies that have been fulfilled about the man, Jesus. Yeah. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, Victor Marks here. Welcome back to the show. This is part two of our time with the former porn star. Over a thousand films that Josh was in. I'm talking to Josh Bloom. You guys, we're going to give his website at the end. Uh, now, listen. Uh, before we get into, if you make one mistake, it's over, right? Yeah. And the, before we get into that, I want to put a little disclaimer out. There are people yeah. who get out of the industry, yeah. whether it's uh, adult entertainment, uh, whether it's dancing, strip clubs, uh, even some, you know, prostitution. Some get out. Just. Just a few that ended up trying to capitalize on their background, right? In an unhealthy, ungodly way, yeah. And really, I think exploiting Christians who are quick to give, quick to support, quick to lift them up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's one gal. Uh, I won't mention her name because, honestly, um, it, it, it's sad, but. The things that she has said and done, uh, I don't want to give her any more airtime because in the sense of telling people where to look, um, she said Billy Graham raped her right. when he was in his 80s and then trafficked her. Wow. And this is a gal that came out of the industry, porn industry. And and the reality is she just raised like $50,000 uh, accusing a bunch of people for, you know, uh, being peddlers of children. I think, did I make the list on this last round? Something like that. I was wow. supposed to be a handler of, yeah, pedophile handlers, something weird. And she actually thinks she can't get sued. Uh, and, she, you know, she's going to, she has to watch herself because she, she can step on the wrong landmine and uh, bad things can happen in the sense of her being exposed for everything that she's lied about. But, and this, folks, this is why I take a stand against women like her or women who claim they've been trafficked and they're, they're just fake, false victims or maybe they had abuse in their background, but now they're trying to exploit people and it's always about money or attention. Yeah. It's always about money or attention uh, because it hurts those who we really help. It hurts those who really suffer as victims. And, um, and you know what? It's always about them. And when they talk about helping other people, they'll never, they can never name a person. They can never show pictures. They can never, t it's all fake. Uh, and, and I, that, ha you're nothing about that, but I thought I'd bring it up because isn't it bad when people exploit 
well-meaning people to help uh, and then try to destroy it hurts real victims or people who've come out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that happens across the board where if you can monopolize on something that was detrimental in your life or something that a uh, bad decision that you made, and then you can convince people to get behind you um, to do something, but it's really about you. Right. Then it, it's just manipulation. It's so like you're, you've, you've been manipulated your whole life and you essentially manip- manipulated yourself. Right. And now you just have that spirit of manipulation and it continues on and on and well, on. Why do you think Christians are so such easy prey on that? I mean, I, I think that's a great question. I think that, you know, we, like you're you're you have a heart to give like you're called to be generous and i think that makes sense yeah so i mean i think that you see a struggle that you can't really wrap your head around right or like we can we can identify with sexual morality but like someone being in the porn industry like that's a that's a deeper deeper thing like even for me like being in it it's like gosh if if, to, to explain all the nuances of it it's just so deep and so dark it's I think that's part of the allure because there's so much like counterfeit okay. and fictitious, you know, aspects of okay. it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's a counterfeit. Because like, if you chase after something that's not real, you'll continue to chase after it over and over and over because you're you're looking for that dopamine hit. And then right. once you get one dopamine hit, you're going to need more to get that hit to you know satisfy yourself. And and the circle goes on and on and on. Yeah. Now, are you saying that people in the porn industry that when y'all are filming, it's not real? Yeah, I mean, so there's like, not great like love it, emotions and right. the sex is incredible and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's the part that I want to talk about because people let's, need to know go. that because I mean, the reality is like you're in a room with uh, you know one, two, three cameras. There's a boom mic over your head. There's a sea light under your junk. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's crazy. And there's you know there's someone you know there's an assistant somewhere eating Doritos in the corner. Watching. And, yeah, there's watching, and you're on set for like two hours, two, three hours. The girl's using like lubrication. You're using like some kind of erectile dysfunction medication. Right. At some point, like I was taking shots mm. that were for paraplegic people so that wow. they could be intimate with their spouse because you would just take a shot and it would just last three hours. Like right into your member? Or yeah, was yeah. It, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, that there were some directors that like, encourage you to do that in a sense where it's like, if yeah. you want me to hire you, I need you to do that because right. the director's footing the bill for everything. If the guy doesn't, you know, can't do the job, there's no product. Right. Now this is about money. Oh, hundred percent folks. hundred percent. This I actually said this at the men's conference. You know, I tell men, look, while you're looking at porn, just imagine this. All of a sudden you're transported in the blink of an eye into the set on the bed or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're a little man would shrivel up. You look at the lights. There would be no lust. There would be no yeah. fulfillment. You'd freak out. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it, it was never it was never intimacy or like like every once in a while, like would the girl be attractive? Sure, but it's like it's two people that that that, that it, it best, you're working like it. Be, yeah, because it's a task to be done. Right. Because like you're sitting there and the director's telling you what to do for how long. It's like okay, then the camera's like okay, move, get out of the way. You know, do this, do that, do that. And there's you're completely disconnected, right? And you never like more often than not, you don't even have a conversation with a person prior to. Mm. So there, it's it's the opposite of connection, right? There's mm. two people. It's like I'm there to you know get a check, so right. and, I ha- and I have to do said task. You better perform to do that. You know, yeah. to get that check. So all I'm thinking about is like I need to do this task. I, you know, I can't mess up. Can't mess up. Can't mess up. Right. You know, and 
And then, of course, just like a like an incredible fight scene, like on like the Matrix or something, you see that, and you don't think that that's, <laughs> that's what happened. That's a great parallel. Because like you can't think, or like Inception. I, I love right. the movie Inception. Like you can't think that like they're flying around on that elevator, and there was one take, and there was one camera, and they just jumped in there and did that. Right. No, it's editing and cuts and like you know all this. Oh, stuff. Hey, and to your look to yeah. that point. My wife and I, on our film, we did an introductory scene where we're in an elevator and we have to fight two bad guys. Yeah. And people love it. I mean, it, it's a cheesy, fun little opening, but, you know, millions of views later. And I tell people, gosh, we, you know, it, that was a fake elevator. Let's just start with yeah. that. Yeah. There were guys opening the doors. Yeah. The sound effects afterwards, every, <laughs> it's all added. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't even a top on the elevator. Yeah. So the, the camera, the red cam could come in. Yeah. Uh, although one of the sun guys did get a broke nose by her. Uh, and to your credit, honey, he missed the mark. He came in at the very wrong time with a different attack. And then she just responded and broke his nose with an elbow. Uh, it, it's in her. That's that's what I'm married to. She's my bodyguard. Hashtag. And um, but yeah, look, folks. And it's not just men. Yeah, it's women. Oh, absolutely. It's women absolutely. too. And women probably are more prone to fantasy. Yeah. Right. Of oh, and I'm being loved. But why are you talking about this? You know what it reminds me of? The average date. In America, when a guy and a girl go out, they end up getting a little drinking. They end up knocking boots, and there's no intimacy. Yeah, and I think part of what porn does is it distorts the expectation for both people because the girl is believing the lie that I have to have sex with him for him to like me, and the guy's believing the lie that she's going to have sex with me because I'm taking her out on a date because that's what I've seen on the screen. Yeah, this is how we this is how we've always said it. Guys give uh girls give sex in order to get love. Yeah. Guys give love in order to get sex. It's all a distortion of what God oh, absolutely. has intended, folks. Uh we, you're not hearing more true or powerful words than what my guest today and friend Josh Broom. What is your website? I, I want to, where can people find out more about you? Because I know I can hear people clamoring right now. Yeah, so joshuabroom.me. So dot okay. me. And then across all my social medias, I am Joshua Broom. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm following you. Uh, I mean, I, I saw you today on Instagram. You actually do really good posts. You never know how somebody's going to communicate. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can play hoop. Yeah. yeah. I saw you moving that basketball yeah, around. I love it. I love it. Now, tell us how yeah. you come to faith and how you met your wife. Yeah, I, I, I love, like, all of the questions that we talked about prior to this. They, they all kind of segue together in this, like, beautiful chron- chronological order where it's like I got out of the industry by, um, you know, outside looking in. You know, I, 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 made, I made the money. And I was like, okay, once I make this amount of, amount of money, I'll be happy. Once I win this award, I'll be happy. And when I did all the things that I said that would make me happy, it didn't work. The, the, the brokenness and the depression was amplified. It gets louder. And then, so now I run. I leave the industry. I'm running mm. for two years, and I'm trying to cover, cover up everything. Ironically, I had a Celtic cross on my shoulder that I covered up. Oh, wow. Just so, like so ironic. Right. But I, I deleted my social media. I, I thought that, you know, I could run. And in two years of me being a trainer in, in a CrossFit gym, I meet this girl, and 
you know, the, the workout's over. I'm like, hey, can I put your uh, equipment away? She's like, I can do that myself. And I was like, I'm in love already. Yes, and then, right. And, and I was like, rejection. Because she amazing. don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I ask her out on a date, and she's like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, wow. She you know, ain't normal. Yeah, like, what's going on? And she's like, you know what? Um, we can go for a run. I was like, oh, I don't want to go for a run, but I will. Mm. <laughs> but I will. Mm. I will run with you. And we meet at this park, and as we're waiting there, so there had been a two-year period when I'm lying to everyone about everything. Mm. Like, I was so humiliated about who I was in, in my life in general. I was embarrassed about my dad. Like, the situation mm. went, I was literally lying to people, telling people that he was dead because I didn't want to admit the fact that he just didn't want me. Mm. So, like, I'm waiting on her to get there to go to this run, and I just feel overwhelmed with guilt. I'm like, I have to tell her the truth. Because there had been girls in relationships and jobs where I had withheld the truth, and it ended up hurting me and hurting them. So I'm like, I'm going to tell this girl the truth. And then we, we meet to go on this run, and I'm like, I got to tell you something. She's like, what's up? I'm like, I did a little bit of porn. She's like, excuse me? <laughs> what? what? what she you, didn't what? see that coming. Yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you did some porn? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to man up and I'm going to be honest. And I told her everything. And then she's kind of like looking at me after I like blubbered for five minutes. Just like, I don't know what to say. No, like, what I, do you say? I, I can't I can't believe what I just heard. She's like, you know, literally said, I, I didn't expect to hear that. And then she kind of plants her feet and looks me in the eye and says, I want you to know that the worst thing you've ever done doesn't define who you are and the greatest thing you'll ever accomplish that doesn't define who you are either god he defines who you are and i was like wow she's like do you know god and then immediately back into me wearing the mask right we the, wearing the the first date mask i'll be yeah. whoever you need me to be right. because i just want you to like all me. right so yeah. i'm like yeah i believe that god is i believe i, I did i believe that god was real and I believe he created everything. So sure, yeah, I'm a Christian. I know God. She's like, well, she leaned in a little bit. She's like, well, what, what's your relationship with Jesus like? What's your prayer life like? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I love it. And I didn't, know, I didn't know what to say. So I literally just like, you know, like a little kid, and like I don't, I, I, I don't know. And she's like, okay, well, um, I came to know Jesus when I was in high school. My life hasn't been perfect. But, you know, I've continued to follow Jesus. This is the church that I attend. Um, but anyway, well, tell me about your family. What kind of food do you like? And I was just like, what? She just moved on? Yeah. Like, oh, like literally, like, when, so when you see, yeah, like, when you see Colossians 4, 6, like, that's what I think about, like, her, mm. um, you know, your speech being gracious and seasoned with salt, so you might know how you ought to answer each person. And each interaction with a person is an opportunity for you to reveal Christ, and that's what she did to me. Wow. All of a sudden, it, cre it, it broke down boundaries and cultivated curiosity. So we text, like, you know, mm. high school idiots for a, all week, and then she's like, hey, um, I'm going to church this Sunday, um, and there's actually this church that a lot of people that the gym go to. Do you want to go? And I was like, Yeah, sure, let's go. You know, I want I want to find out more. And I get there, and I kind of like that background. There was this big wooden plaque, and it said, um, "We want to love people where they are, and encourage them to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Going to meet me where I'm at? I don't mm -hmm. think so. There's no way." And then. The pastor comes up, and, you know, I grew up going to church, right. but the church that I went to 
so, like very legalistic Southern Baptist. You know, if you had a wrinkle in your shirt, you're going to yeah, hell. You yeah, know? totally. <laughs> like, Girls um, don't wear shorts. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, yeah, like three piece suit or you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I see this guy walk up in a t shirt and jeans and kind of reminded me of my grandpa. Like he was in Raleigh, North Carolina, like real thick Southern accent. Yeah. And just talks about like how you know ultimately like describing Jesus like being like someone that's his friend. Mm. Like he has this relationship with. And it starts telling this story about Mephibosheth and how he was broken and how when Jonathan died, you know, that he was, like, carried away. And um, and he starts talking about the dynamic between David and Jonathan. And David took over this kingdom, and it was, uh, it was you know, historically they had wiped out the previous kingdom. So mm. Mephibosheth thought he, de- he was going to die. Mm. He deserved death based on who he was. And David did something different because of... You know his relationship with Don, with Jonathan and him being a man after God's own heart. He sends his guard to go get Mephibosheth, brings him back, restores his land, gives him a seat at his table, and then so much more. Does Jesus want to meet us where we are? Where we're deserving death? Where like Romans three twenty three tells us that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans six twenty three talks about the wages of sin is death. So if we deserve death, what's going to happen to me? Because I'm definitely guilty. And then he goes on. He's like, man, well, Jesus died for you while you were an enemy of God. I'm I'm sitting here listening to a former porn star quote scripture better than most pastors and Bible teachers. And I had forgot the story about the guy you talked about. I can't even say his name. My Baba Mama Chef. Chef. Yeah. It's in First Samuel. Yeah. Let the Cajun. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> historical story that's true. Yeah. Are y'all, I mean, are y'all getting the reality of what's happening right now? Some of you God's speaking to. I mean, some of you are just kind of like, you're in an arrested state of development going, what, what's happening? Continue to listen to what Josh is saying. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm like, okay, so if, if, I, if I am guilty and everyone that has sinned is guilty before a holy and perfect God, how can I fill that gap? I'm imperfect and God requires perfection. And then John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, will have eternal life. So that's a free gift that's available to all people. Why? Why? Because he loves us. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, the distorted perception that I have of the Father was removed because I understood that the Father that I was longing for I always had, and he loved me so much that he was willing to die so that I could live. So in that moment, you know, I, I give my life to Christ. And did and you? I did, like in that in that moment, in that service. Wow. Yeah, and then the, the beauty, you know, the, the, the trinity of hope, if you will, because my wife, that person that I had that conversation with is my wife, and the church's name is, is, was Hope Community Church, and my wife, Hope, led me to find hope in Christ at... Hope Community Church. And, and and at that moment, at that time, y'all were just friends. That, yeah. that folks, yeah, like they weren't yeah, they weren't married. This and she wasn't doing what we would call missionary dating. No. No. She had her boundaries. She was healthy. She's like, come to church. Yeah. And then the Lord touched you. Now, for you, did you walk down the aisle? Did you raise your hand? Or was it just you sitting in the oh, seat? Oh no, I, I wept like a mm. like hurt, like wept like hurting, like you know, like I was almost like I was puking, you know, like at, like I was, um, I couldn't stand up. And then all of a sudden when I did stand up, all of a sudden the the weight of the shame and the guilt gone. was gone. And it wasn't the shame and the guilt of the porn. 
It was the shame and the guilt of me believing my entire life that I wasn't enough. Did y'all just hear that? Did y'all just hear that? It wasn't the weight of 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 porn, but that he wasn't enough. You know, I'm gonna talk to men right now. You got kids, and you're not in their life. And I'm gonna tell you, it's wrong. There's no other way to say it. It's wrong. You need to accept responsibility. Come back and engage your kids. Your marriage may be over. You may have never married her, but you're a dad. And look, there are a lot of Joshes out there that'll take different forms of buying a lie, uh, and their life will look different. But my gosh, honor God by going after your kids. And you may have to work for it. And, you know, I think about my own dad writing me a letter when I'm in the Marine Corps, yeah. and I hated it. I hated the fact that he wrote me a letter and he said, Dear son, I'm like, I ain't your son. You know, he had sex with my mom and put a pistol to her head and put rosary beads down her throat. Don't call me your son. And and yet, ultimately, it was through him bringing me to a church service. The same thing happened. I felt the presence of God. I felt his love, and I thought, I've never felt love before. Right. I cried. I mean, I was same same thing. Folks, you're you're listening right now. To a man that's telling you, regardless of where you're at, you can be forgiven. Yeah, you can be cleansed, and you can have God. I like, I like the this whole transaction of God putting His Holy Spirit in us. Yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. Absolutely, that's supernatural. Yeah, I think if it's like Iron Man, they, you know, he puts that little power pack in his yeah. chest, and all of a sudden now he can do all this crazy stuff. And it really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because. As I as I grew this relationship with with you know who became my wife, you know people ask me you know a lot like, can you like how, what's in like how can you be intimate with her and it not be scarred from that's one of our questions someone scarred asked. from the industry and it's like man it's for me it's a really easy answer because for me in my life I had only experienced lust then when all of a sudden when I experienced love for the first time it was nothing like I've ever experienced before because lust takes and it's lust, an unfulfillable desire yeah and like lust takes it's it's self-serving but love takes sacrifice mm, mm. So it's, it's completely different so it's like man and 2 Corinthians 5:17 is real like that person is dead that person is dead and I'm alive and, like, I'm experiencing this thing that I've never experienced before. So, like, all I can say is, like, man, I don't know, but this is amazing. And I've never experienced that. <laughs> you guys, I, I, I just glanced over across the room at my wife. I call her my bride because I remember on our honeymoon night, that was the feeling we both had. It was unreal. Yeah. We both felt like we were virgins again. And there was such a pureness. There was a shyness. There was... And and there always has been, and God has grown us in intimacy to where He can do above and beyond every thought. As just trust Him. Yeah. So now, I think we got about ten minutes left on this yeah. one. There's there's one thing that I think I so so important um, because God is a redeemer of all things, right. and we are called you know the Hebrew word like Radah. So we're called to rule and reign over the over the earth. You know that's that's part of our identity. But God has to redeem something in us before we can do that. And for me, I believed, so matter of fact, I am going to be a terrible father because I never experienced fatherhood. Yeah, of course. And then our first son is born, and oh I'm my. terrified. Oh, my. You know, and that little slippery joker is over there in this little thing, and, and the nurses is wiping him off, you know. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of like, 
I don't know what to do. And, you know, my wife's like smiling and, you know, her, her sister was in the room with us and um, the nurse said, come over here. You, you, you know, and, and I, and I'm looking at him and she's like, you can touch him. And I reached for him, man, like when he grabbed my finger, like, it was like all of a sudden I was transported to somewhere else and I was in the mm-hmm. presence of God and I understood a glimpse how much he loves me. Mm-hmm. It wrecked me. It wrecked me, but in the best ways. Yeah. Where it's like there, there's nothing that you needed to know that I haven't put in you already. But what the what Jesus does and what the gospel does, it untangles the lies that we've believed so that we can see truth. Yeah. Like, that's what happened to me in that moment. And it was just incredible. It's uh, following people's journey of when they're in darkness, when God pulls them out of the miry clay, when he saves them, when he cleans them up, right? And uh, then he, he puts us on solid ground. Yeah, You've been living a life for Christ now. You ever worried about going back? No. Not a chance. No. Same here. That I, I would not take my best day in the world before Christ for my worst day following him. And and I've had some bad days. Yeah. And and folks, why are you waiting? What's the lie you're believing? That you're not good enough? That you're gonna clean your life up? You're just gonna get a little better? Or do you just believe God's not real? Or you can't trust Jesus? Do you? But you don't even know Him. Have yeah. you read His words? Yeah, man. I'll send you a Bible. You yeah. contact us. I'll send you a Bible. Read the, read the words in red. Yeah, Him. You'll be you'll be shocked. Yeah, what you find out. And, and that, like that for me, like for me, what made the Bible come alive it was the fact that. You know, I, I had to do some digging for myself, like very analytical. So it's like I like the historical like evidence that Jesus was a real person Astounding. is un, undeniable. Astounding. Resurrection, undeniable. The eyewitnesses that seen Jesus after he rose from the of the from the dead, undeniable. And the fact that that eleven people who were following him, they ran for their lives when oh, yeah. he was di- when he was killed, yet they, they come back, they follow him, and they follow him to the point of being killed, being martyred. Right. right. Dying so, for that faith. Like So it, the evidence for Jesus for me gives me the trust in the Bible because he says, not a dot, not an iota of my word will pass away until it's all fulfilled. So I trust the Bible because I trust him. So like I believe that the Bible is inerrant and infallible because that I believe there was a person named Jesus that changed my life and he made me alive. Like, that's why I trust the Bible. You, you don't sound religious, but you sound pretty convinced on this Jesus character. <laughs> uh, I mean, because, you know, I get bored with religious people, quite honestly, or people trying to be super spiritual. I'm like, yeah, but, it, you know, what you believe, is it real? And, and hey, it's only real if we're living it out to the point of, and I like how you say you, you trust it because, uh, one of the reasons why I trust the Bible is because of the prophecies that have been fulfilled about the man Jesus. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 unreal. I I want to read a couple of questions. Okay, can we can we assist the question before it. we let's do it? And we're gonna do more shows, folks, because uh, there's just just too much here, and I think we got some ministry. 
coming in the season. But uh, quick questions. How do you support a spouse addicted to porn and not inadvertently shame them? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that you got to create the grace and the space for them to confess their sin to you because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy when someone comes to you and say, hey, I did this thing to hurt you. Um, well, that person is coming to you out of confession, but out of love. Like Romans 2, 4 talks about it's God's love and his kindness and his patience that leads us to repentance. So that doesn't mean that you don't need to set boundaries. That doesn't mean that you know you can't be hurt. But if you create the space where I trust you and, I, and, and I'm creating a space where you can have this conversation with me, uh, I think like that's how... That goes best. This is a great answer. Uh, you, you know, for for me, I think God, uh, addiction to porn wasn't an issue for me. I've had my runs and run-ins with it. I remember telling, this is years ago, I remember l- looking at some porn on my computer. And it was back in the day where emails, it was it was all very strategic. Click this link, it leads you to another. It's, it's a very intentional Till finally, you're looking at something. Yeah. And I remember walking into the bedroom of my wife's there, and I've got my computer, and I said, Honey, I just looked at some nudiness for way too long, and they were, they were very naked. And she looks at me, and, uh, folks, she's sitting right here in the studio. So this, this is exactly how it went down. She said, and, and I mean, I was terrified. I was just going, oh, my gosh, she's going to cut my head off. She goes, uh, aren't you teaching a men's study tomorrow morning? Yeah. Like, yeah. She goes, isn't it on purity? I'm like, yes. And she goes, well, what do you expect? You fell for temptation. Enemy hooked you. You fell. Repent, get back up, and press on. Yeah. And then she walked out saying, you're only human, Victor. And I thought, if that's not a balance of grace and grit, yeah, just to say, you know, because what, she, what she's saying, don't give it that much power over you. Yeah. Please. Yeah, All I right. think that's so true. Like, so, so many people give sin too much power and don't give the cross the power that it deserves. Thank you. I, yeah. I, I love that. That's well said. And we can live it out. Uh, did Josh... Oh, that's the word. Did Josh, in a good way, did Josh use drugs so that he wouldn't feel uncomfortable performing sex acts in front of people? Yeah, so, if it, I mean, while drugs was a common theme throughout the porn industry, I never used drugs myself because it was weird. It was like, even though um, I was in that porn industry, I took care of myself. Like, I always, like, ate healthy, and, like, I didn't really... I didn't go to clubs unless I was being paid to be there. So, like, drinking and, and drugs was I mean, never... you're like a true professional. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I did... I mean, the, the drugs that... I did struggle with, like, aesthetics, though. Like, right. I did take, like, you know, testosterone, Anavar, stuff like right, that. Right, but, right, um, Yeah, but I never, like, did... So, folks, he, he was more professional. Did you know people... Was it 100%. common for women to take drugs to, to not be in their right mind? Or? Well, I mean, Victor, I, I tell you this um, with a broken heart. There's 30 people who I was in the industry with. So in the industry with less than 10 years ago that, you know, I'm in my 30s and they should be in their 30s. But 30 people have either overdosed or committed suicide mm-hmm. because of a belief that I am what I did. That defines what I do next. Mm-hmm. I don't see a future. How could I ever matter? And 
I have a people, I have people surrounding me telling me that that's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cause that's painful when you know someone and they're no longer on the earth because they, they took a, you know, made a permanent decision based on a temporary feeling. It, it is. And the, the darkness that goes along with that, the fact that, so there's, there's people who have taken their life, 30 people. Well, there's many, many more. Right. But they've taken their life, yet they those scenes are still on the internet. And when they die, they're like, okay, great, let's make a best of tape. And all oh, of a sudden wow. you find that the people who have taken their life because of the pain and the trauma that the industry caused, they are now celebrating it by celebrating uh, them how evil. And, and making money off of that. How evil is that? Like there was literally a film, like some of the content of, that I did, you know, 12, 13 years ago is still being repurposed and repackaged and, and put out like, like, you know, less than five years ago, yeah. still, still putting it out. All right. And to that point, it, it, folks, for a little bit of etiquette, uh, it's, it's inappropriate to text me or email me. Or if you ever see Josh, you never ask a person what their stage name was. You, you, that, that's rude. And, and it's wrong. It's almost like asking a guy, who, you know, is in special operations or what? You know, how many guys have you killed? You, you just don't do that. So I'm just giving you a little bit of appropriate. Yeah, I mean, um, like, out of out of all the, the interviews I've never done, I, I, like, that's just one. Like, for me, it's, like, it's not a, it's not a huge deal for me. Like I, like, I would write it or email it, but I'll never say that name ever again. Yeah. And uh, it, it just goes along, like, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says he's dead, so he's going to stay dead. Yeah. But... Um, for me, also like, like could someone Google me? Sure, but if if I can not do that and it not be a stumbling block for someone, I think that that's just one way that I yeah. do that. You know, folks. Also, when you think of people who are in the industry making a a film or whatever, I always because we go to we have gone to the National Porn Convention and uh, we've reached men and women in yeah. the industry because we I don't know just God has placed it on our heart. But y'all pray for those who are in that type of darkness and bondage because they're always someone's son or daughter. Yeah, and I think another thing that's so important is that while some of the people that are in that industry, well, most of the people who are very successful in that industry, if you ask them, do you love what they do? Do you love what you do? They'll say yes, but in their heart of hearts, don't. you don't lay your head down on a pillow and you're you're a prostitute for a living and feel proud of yourself. Right. There's gifts and talents and passions that are in your heart right. that you're not pursuing, and you believe the lie because the enemy has convinced you such that you will never do anything else. Mm. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah, and that's what we seek to break. We, we seek to expose the lies that we yeah. tell people and see them set free. Uh, even through our retooling prayer. Let me see if we have time for one one more. Um, this is an uncomfortable discussion to have happen. I'm glad you're doing it. And I want to thank you for covering the hard stuff. Did Josh have praying parents or grandparents? Did I have? Oh, yeah. So my, oh, man, my grand, uh, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm almost cried twice. <laughs> um, my My grandmother and grandfather, um, both love the Lord so so mm-hmm. much. Still, still do because they're with Him. But um, both of them died um, about two years ago, about five days apart. Oh, um, what a love story! Yeah, yeah. Um, but and they yeah. saw you get set free. Yeah, they what's, saw you what's on so, what's so amazing. So my my grandmother was going through chemo and and struggling, and um, 
I just like started preaching a, a decent amount and mm-hmm. like my mom would show her, you know, my sermon. Oh. And then um, a few days before she, she passed, she, what a asked gift. Me, she asked me to pray for her and I, I prayed for her and my mom sent me her Bible and like, she's got like so many notes in there that, you know, she, man, she's even got one like picture of me, like when I'm in like 10th grade and I got like blonde highlights and like this, like yeah. goofy gold <laughs> chain on, but, um, gosh, yeah. Like, um, I think like you were saying, like pray for people because the, the, the people the, that, that, that praying that intercessory prayer, it works, it works. And yeah. it, you, it's not in your timing. It's yeah. in God's timing. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, this is going to encourage so many grandparents and parents to pray even when they don't see the results because yeah. we we pray by faith. Because I should be dead. Oh yeah. There's I mean there's We're going to get into it more. Yeah. Folks, you're just hearing the We we've done two shows together, but there's a lot more coming and I think some ministry opportunity coming as well. And uh I just got buzzed by guy we're writing a, a new book. I can't tell you <laughs> what it is, but it's a good one. And uh so let me, uh, how can people, they can follow you on social media. Yeah. Um, there are opportunities for you to speak. You're willing to come and speak. Yeah. Uh, and if he does, people, please take care of him. All right. Uh, you know, he has a family. I'm just telling you as a speaker, the churches, uh, don't milk him and give him breadcrumbs. Uh, don't don't uh, muzzle the oxen. <laughs> He's a hard worker and and his the, the kind of God is upon him. But how can they get a hold of you that way, Josh? Yeah, so joshuabroom.me is my website, and there's a contact form there. So That's a great website. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's so good. Well, folks, I've got to ask Josh the last question because it's the first time. Oh, it's two questions. I have to do it. Everything can wait because you're a first-time guest. These are two questions I ask everybody. Okay. Christians, non-Christians, whatever. There is no wrong answer. But we're new to knowing each other and you actually came out here to be in our docu-series for spiritual warfare, which people will be able to see when it's uh, out. But what's your perception? Cause you only know us a little bit, but what's your perception of ATP ministries or Eileen and I, what is your perception of it? I think God has called you guys to set people free. And I think in a world where um, people are, kind of not squeamish, but just really blind to spiritual attack. God has positioned you guys to lean into a fight that needs to happen, and I'm different. Uh, my life will be forever different because I came here. Mm-hmm. Josh is talking about a, a time of prayer we had yesterday, and we'll share more about that. But God's doing some great things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Last question. We all die. You talk about you should have been dead many times. I'm in the same boat. What happens to Josh in 60 seconds? What happens to Josh when he dies? And why do you believe it? Yeah, I, I believe that I will be you know, in the presence of Jesus because the Bible tells me. Mm. It's not much harder than that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Brother, thank you. And uh, I'm excited to get your bride and your kids back out here. Yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, this is this is going to be great. You guys be praying for Josh, his family, for us. Uh, subscribe to the Victor Marks podcast. You can go to pray.com. We're, we're trending big time on that one. But go to victormarks.com forward slash show. If you love what we do, we appreciate you supporting us. 
We're, we're not poor mouthing anything. We're just giving you a chance to invest in what God's doing. So we love y'all. Appreciate you, honey. I love you. I'm so glad you're in this new studio. This is good. Uh, I want to thank David Dietrich and his wife, Dawn, for being our producers today. And uh, God bless you guys. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, do it for the glory of God. I go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.